0: Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. How many you guys ready for the Christmas season? Come on, church. All right. Awesome, awesome. It's good to see you back. Uh, my name is Pastor Michael. In case you've been here in, in the last month or so, my wife and I have taken a, a break, a very special and important break. In fact, my wife, are you here? She might have walked out because, oh, she's outside because the baby started crying. All right. Um, yeah, so me and my wife uh, I had our daughter. Come on over here, sweetheart. <laughs> awesome. I might cry. She's walking on up. All right. Don't mind the tears, Okay. <laughs> So this is my lovely wife, Corrine. I'm Pastor Michael. And this is Baby Hope. Baby Hope was born on November 1st. Hey, Mama, you want to say hi to your church? All right. Say hi, Mama. And she is so precious. Um, I've never seen a more good-looking baby. All right, come on, somebody. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so she, she was born November 1st at Kaiser Baldwin Park. And uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I have an all-new respect for women because you guys are amazing, all right? Uh, You give birth. You bring life. The whole labor experience is incredible. And uh, she was 7 pounds, 1 ounce, born 11. I I think she set off another baby. It's it's, it's all good. All right. (coughs) Um, Suhar, did you want to share? Um, we're just so glad to be here. We love you guys. We miss you and, um, we're glad for Hope, um, to be here and be a part of the family. Want her to meet you. And I think this is a lot for her right now, but, <laughs> but, um, she did great in worship, but, um, we love you guys. We're so glad that we could, um, bring her here to be a part of the family. So thank you guys so much. We love you. And, uh, I know she's crying. I'm gonna give her back to her mama. But can't you see, can you see this already? She got a calling shirt on. She's already part of the squad, y'all. Come on, somebody. All right. I'm gonna give you back to mama. All right. And, uh, thank you so much, sweetheart. You got, you can, yeah, you could take care of her feet or whatever you're gonna do, all right? Um, uh, yeah, she cries a lot, all right? <laughs> but, uh, uh, God bless my wife. She, um uh, she gets probably about two hours of sleep a day, and uh, it's kind of rough for her. I-, I I think I have it bad. I'm complaining. I sleep like five hours, but she sleeps like two hours. So, uh, but I just want to. I-, I have a whole, a whole new respect for you moms out there because watching my wife go through the labor experience, she was a trooper. Uh, she pushed for like thirty minutes. I've heard of people pushing for like three days. All so, right, thirty six hours. Seriously, and uh, God's favor was. Let me just share a quick story with you. When my daughter was born, I'm not as scared. I'm not. Did I say? it? scared okay i'm mexican i'm not scared uh i'm not as scared. i'm not scared to share my faith come on somebody i know what, i know what i believe i've seen the lord show up in my life in ways that are amazing when my daughter was born um a little quick story for you uh my wife was 10 centimeters and uh, they, they, the doctors said, "Hey, we're moving her right now." Like three, or four doctors, nurses came in, and we're moving, we're moving, we're moving you guys. I said, "Wait, what? We're not going nowhere. I thought we we're staying in this room." She's ten. She's ready to go, right? And she said, "Unfortunately, uh, a baby next door had passed away, and they don't, they don't want to hear your baby be born and cry." And I said, "Oh my gosh, that's totally understandable. That that's fine." So we moved. And, uh, you know, the same nurses that were dealing with them was, was helping us too. And when, when our daughter was born, uh, we decided as a family to pray right there in that room and thank the good Lord for his g- goodness and his mercy and, his, and just his compassion for over us. And uh, we prayed in front of every nurse. We prayed in front of every doctor. Come on, somebody. We prayed in front of the whole room, uh, all right, sharing our faith. And, you know, every single nurse and doctor in that room said, amen. We like you guys, all right? And we named her Hope. And it was kind of, it was kind of convenient, if you will, her name at the time just because of what happened with the other baby. But uh, we're so grateful because God is so good and he's been so amazing. Hasn't God been good to you? Come on, somebody. God has shown up in your life. He's so good. And so good to be back with you guys. And I know that uh, baby Hope is going to have a lot of aunties and uncles at church. And um, I almost want to make her a nun because I don't want her to, Look a man, at a man ever in her life. Come on, somebody. All right, I don't hear a lot of laughs. That's okay. I am gonna be a protective father, and um, I might send her to India. No, I'm just kidding. Her grandparents will chase me down. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, it's so good to be back with you guys. I have a special word, and first of all, before I get into my message and series and so forth, I just want to say thank you to an incredible church. Can you give yourselves an amazing round of applause for just sticking around for the month and just uh uh just listening to some great preacher friends that I've had to just speak encouraging word to you and first of all I also want to say this thank you to the amazing leaders and staff members of the calling church who held down the fort while Pastor Corrine and I were out for a month can we give them a, a mighty hand Pastor Ronnie Pastor Martin, Ronnie, Carmen Eli amazing amazing group of people and uh, we're just so thankful and, and, and I was on as I was on the break I took a lot of time to meditate and thank God and I want to let you know there uh, this is a true this is a true statement there are a lot of there are a lot of churches sometimes where pastors treat the church like a platform. You know what I'm talking about? But I want to let you know right now from my heart, your pastor, that this is no platform. It is an absolute honor and privilege to be serving the most high God with you, to be preaching to you because it is an awesome privilege. And I, I, I count that as a mighty, mighty blessing to encourage you every single week that God would use me. Amen. To be a blessing to other people. So it's a high privilege for me. Amen. So can as we get out, uh, get into the Word. Can you stand with me? I like for us to stand as we get into the Word. God's Word is powerful and amazing. Come on, somebody you out there. You excited for a good Word? All right. I got two hours of sleep each week, so hopefully it's good. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, Let's go ahead and read the Word. All right. Uh, We're going to be in a new series called Light of the World. I want to let you know right away off the cuff that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. There are many, uh, many posers of the light in the world, but let me tell you, Jesus Christ and John chapter 8 claims something that no man claims. He says, I am the light of the world, and if you follow me, you will not stumble in darkness. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I used to live in darkness in my life, stumbling around, stifler, stifling around. But until I met the person of Jesus Christ, he lit my life up. Come on, somebody. Can anybody testify? Are you out there? All right. I, I like that one, I am. All right. I am too. All right. Uh, uh, I'll pay you later, guys. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, The light of the world, all right? So Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, 17, it says this. uh, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness, say living in darkness, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. I don't know about y'all, but have you seen a great light? On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to. To preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Let me tell you what happened to the message of repent in the modern-day church. Repent, repent. Sin is still a thing, y'all. Come on, somebody. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here or some translations say for the kingdom of heaven is at hand all right or the present translation I love it it says this from that time on Jesus began to proclaim this his message with these words keep turning away from your sins let me tell you I don't care if you've been a a Christian since the dinosaurs baby all right or you've been I hope I didn't offend y'all all All right or if you've been a, a Christian for two or three days sin is sin and we all struggle let me tell you can we be real up in this church sin is sin and we all struggle over this series I want to be teaching you this all right I want you to understand a deeper revelation of God's love for you than more than the love that you have for your sin come on somebody come on someone because if we didn't love sin why we do it oh yeah come on somebody but let me tell you God wants to reveal his love to you in such a way where you will let go of that sin. come on let go of that habit you out there dropping the bottles dropping the drug come on somebody all right uh, your sins and come back to God for heaven's kingdom realm is now accessible oh come on somebody it says it's for God's kingdom realm is now accessible I can I will explain how huge that is it says this in Matthew 23 24 Jesus ministered from place to place all right throughout all of the province of Galilee he taught in the synagogues preaching the hope of the kingdom realm and healing every kind of sickness and disease among the people his fame spread everywhere so everywhere his fame spread everywhere many people who were in pain and suffering with every kind of illness were brought to Jesus for their healing epileptics paralytics and some tormented by demonic powers were all set free everyone who was brought to Jesus was healed you may be seated in God's presence this morning amen all right I I heard some great uh, advice in Bible school. Just preach the word and get out the way, brother. Come on, somebody, all right? The word does enough by its own. I don't need to add anything to it, amen? Let's go ahead and pray for the message. Father, we just thank you so much. God, you are so good. God, we're grateful. We're grateful for this season. And Jesus, you are the reason for this season, Lord. We embrace you, the Christ, the Messiah, the one that was prophesied about in all the prophets in the Old Testament and the Psalms. God, you are the fulfillment of the law of the prophets. God, we love you. We embrace you. He who has ears, let him hear what the what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. And everybody said, amen, amen and amen. Hey, it feels good to be back with you all. Come on, somebody. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. All right. Hey, the me- title of the message today is called The Dawn of of a new day. Can you say that when you say the dawn dawn. of a new day? I'm going to be talking about Light of the World series over the next few weeks up until Christmas, and just like I was saying earlier, that Jesus Christ is the light to the whole world. And just right off the bat, let me also say this, that there is a lot of darkness in the world. Just a few days ago, we heard about some terrorist attacks on the London Bridge. We hear about darkness in our families. Maybe we have personal darkness in our life. There is a lot of darkness in the the world, and maybe when we turn on the news or World News Tonight or nightly news on channel four and I don't know about y'all but how much it's sometimes just very depressing about all the news that just what's going on murder here killing there, baby thrown in the trash there one was thrown away uh, across the street from where I used to live in Azusa there is a lot of darkness but let me let's get this straight come on somebody let's get this straight the light is more powerful than the darkness come on somebody you guys remember in John 1 all right it says in him was life and this life was the light to all men and this light shone in the darkness but the darkness come on cannot extinguish it the darkness cannot understand it in other words what the bible is saying is that the light is way more powerful than the dark the only time the dark can be powerful is when the light is not shining Oh, come on, somebody. That's why God has called this church to be right smack here in the middle of Pasadena, literally mid-city, so that we can be the light to the surrounding region around us. Amen. You guys out there, not not to be a Bible thumper. All right? Not to be a holier than thou look at me. Look how good I pray. Look how I look in my church clothes, all right? But being the light of the world. Come on somebody. The, the, the darkness can only be powerful when the light is not shining. All right? We need to be, uh, be be light bearers of Jesus Christ, all right? How many of you would say how many of you would say that that light is pretty essential to life? Raise your hand. Light is pretty essential to all life, all right? We need we need light uh, in order to exist. We need light for, for us to have life, all right? We need the sunlight, all right? We need, uh, we need street lights. We need daylight, all right? We need car headlights, right? We need our house lights, all right? We need the hall light and the night light, right? But let me tell you one light I cannot live without. That's the kitchen light. Come on, somebody, all right? That's the kitchen light because I need my tamale and the refrigerator light, right? We need that light. How many, I still got my Halloween candy, all right? I'm still going need that light on so I can go have some of that, all right? It's so funny the other day. I found uh, uh, some Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookies in the most random place. I found it, and I don't know if my mother-in-law, father-in-law found it, but my wife had hid these from me. All right, down at the bottom where the pans and it were, all right, these big old skillets, and I, what are, what is, what is this? All right, what is it right here? My wife was saying these are mine, buddy. All right, she hid them from me. All right, I couldn't see that in the darkness. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so my wife will do that. All right, um, she knows me. Because I'm a I'm a sugar freak. Any sugar freaks out there? Yeah, right. Awesome. But we need the light. We need the light. And Jesus Christ claims something no other person ever Now let me tell you, this is either crazy or it's the truth. Jesus claims in John chapter 8 I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He says I am the light of the world. Now let me tell you, you're either crazy or you're telling the truth. Alright? And Jesus Christ claims to be the light to help the world that is hurting and broken. Amen? And let me tell you why this is so significant. The dawn of of a new day. The dawn of a new day. This is so significant in theology. This is so significant in Bible history because if you remember, there's the book of Malachi, say Malachi, and then there's the book of Matthew, right? And from the book of Malachi and the book of Matthew, you have two testaments right there Malachi and Matthew. What I like to think there's a sunset in Malachi, oh, come on, somebody, and there's a sunrise in Matthew. Let me say that again. There's a sunset in Malachi, and and a sunrise in Matthew, alright? And what that means to me, um, there's a sunset in Malachi and a sunrise in Matthew, alright? And the reason of, of that is is because there are two different promises right there that are so prominent and important to theology. And that's why Jesus, that's why the Bible says here that, uh, what is this let me read it again the galilee of the gentiles the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death a light has dawned from that time on jesus began to preach in other words what the bible is trying to say that there is a dawn of a new day there's a dawn of a new age there's a dawn of a new teaching and i love what, what it said earlier that from that time on jesus was preaching repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand or says this uh, uh, come keep turning away from your sins and come back to God for heaven's kingdom realm is now accessible come on somebody it's now say accessible let me tell you from Malachi to Matthew this is a world of a difference oh come on somebody who knows what I'm talking about in the book of Malachi onward or before or from Genesis to Malachi that was a whole nother prompt that was a whole another Testament do you guys remember the law of Moses, let me tell you God was not approachable in the Old Testament like God is approachable in the New Testament. Oh come on somebody. The sun, sun was setting in Malachi. The sun was rising in Matthew. A whole new promise was being delivered. A whole new kingdom mentality was being ushered by Jesus Christ inaugurating the kingdom of God. Now Jesus, the preaching this, this was teaching like the world has never seen before where Jesus was inaugurating the kingdom of of God and saying, now you can come near to the king and the kingdom, right? Isn't that amazing? And let me give you some, let me give you some differences from the Old Testament to the New Testament, talking about the dawn of a new day. In the Old Covenant, you had to uh, sacrifice the blood of animals, but in the New Covenant, you had the blood of Christ, all right? In the Old Covenant, you had the, the law written on stone, but in the New Covenant, you had the law written on our hearts. In the Old Covenant, you had the law of Moses, And in the new covenant, you had the law of Christ. In the old covenant, you're out there, you had the law of works. And in the new covenant, you have the law of grace. Oh, come on. In the old testament, you had many sacrifices. But in the new testament, you have one sacrifice, all right? The Old Testament was powerless to save, but in the New Testament, uh, it was powerful to save. So in other words, it's a dawn of a new day because the world had never seen uh, the teaching that was going on that Jesus Christ was bringing. Let me tell you, why Christmas is so amazing, why I tear up and why I cry. And it's so, I do cry. I just start crying because it's Christmas, all right? Because let me tell you, there's no other, that this, this is the time which, in which the world's never seen that God would put on human skin That God would become a baby and and be born in a manger. That that the creator of the whole entire world would subjugate himself to his own creation. Breathe in oxygen. Wear skin. Have fingernails. Have toes. Just like me and just like you. In other words, what Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. Forgiveness is in your midst. Uh, Healing is in your midst. I'm with you. I'm walking with you. What if God was one of us? Come on, somebody. But you know what I'm talking about? God had come to the earth unlike another time before. You didn't have to go. Before in the Old Testament, you used to have to go through a priest. All right? You used to have to sacrifice. The the righteousness was based upon your performance. But now in the New Testament with Jesus Christ, he's saying, uh, because of my works, you become righteous through faith in Jesus. Come on, somebody. Isn't that good news? All right. And sometimes I wonder why. I don't know about you, but I remember when I got saved about 10 years ago. uh, I I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people. And something I experienced in my life is that uh, 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 sometimes we're afraid to embrace the light. We are afraid to embrace the light. I remember when I started to go to church, I was in the back row of the back row. I was hugging the wall like this, baby. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes we're afraid of the light. You know why? Because we feel like if we come to the light, uh, that God's light will expose us that God's light will embarrass us, that God's light will shame us, that God's light will will just ridicule us. But let me tell you about light. You know what the nature of light does is it also reveals things, all right? It reveals what the darkness conceals. And what the devil wants you to believe this morning is, oh, don't go up to God's light because he's going to embarrass you, because he's going to expose you. And that's the devil just trying to not let you get out of darkness. Come on, somebody. But what the devil, but what God wants us to do this morning or over this series. What God did with me is I embraced the light and it had revealed something so amazing. It helped me leave darkness and embrace the Savior and the love of Jesus Christ. It didn't shame me. It didn't expose me. It didn't embarrass me. Someone's here this morning and you feel fearful to come into God's light. Maybe I'll go to church. Maybe I'll try out this, this church thing or read the Bible. But but you're fearful of coming into the light for being, a, for, for being being exposed when God will not do that to you oh come on somebody God will not do that to you God wants to reveal some things to you about how he loves you oh there's some things that you find in the light one of them is love oh come on somebody I don't know about y'all but I found a no I found an amazing love in the light of Jesus Christ oh come on someone I found life in the light oh come on you out there I found life in the light a life like any other amen all right uh, one thing that God, what, that light does, is it brings revelation. It brings revelation. God's light is equal to the truth. All right, in the book of John, in the apostles, we see uh, s- truth and light very equal, very synonymous. Uh, um, and, and, and in other words, you're living in the light when you're living in the truth, and when you're not living in the light, you're living in the darkness, and you're living a lie. It's a lie to think that you don't need Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody that's living in darkness. It's a lie to think that we're not sinners. All right, in need of mercy and grace, but we need to live in the truth of His love. Oh, come on, some of you out there. We need to live in the truth of his love, and what God wants us to do this morning is embrace the light of Jesus. What sin are you struggling with? Oh, come on, somebody. Everyone here struggles with a sin. We're not, we have, we've come a long way before where we've been, but God wants us to keep on going. There's a story I've heard, all right, that a a father and his son went on a fishing trip, and I love this story. They went on a fishing trip, and uh, every year they would go on a fishing trip, and they would, uh, drive they would take a boat out in in cape cod and the father one time said hey you know what son i want you to take the wheel and steer the boat this time. And the, the son was a little scared. He's a little fearful, intimidated. He said, Fall, I don't know if I can drive this boat. So the son took over and started driving the boat, and he felt like he wasn't going a straight straight path on the boat. He would con- The son would constantly look behind him and see the wake and the trail that he left behind. Well, he realized that the trail, the wake that he left behind, wasn't a straight wake. It was a wavy wavy wake and so he was struggling he was looking back he was looking forward and the father said you know what son it looks like you're struggling stop looking back at the wake and I want you to focus on the lighthouse I just want you to focus on the light and so the son started to stop looking that way and he started looking at the light and sooner or later he realized that the wake started to not twist and move it started to become straight let me tell you this morning some of you feel like you keep looking back and you're trying this God thing and you're trying trying to leave the past, but I want to let you know this morning, keep looking at the light. Keep embracing the light. Stop looking at the past. Stop looking at the sin. As much as you embrace the light of Jesus, that wake will start to be clear. Oh, come on, somebody. Are you out there? I think a lot of us focus on on our, our own performance. We, we, we focus on our, ourselves becoming right with God. When God has done and taken care of all of that for you, now it's your time to embrace the light of, of Christ. Amen. This Christmas, what a great season to do that. And I know that God loves to bring light out of darkness oh yes he does oh come on somebody god loves to bring light from darkness you guys remember from the very get-go the very beginning in the beginning genesis chapter one right god made the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void right and the darkness covered the surface of the deep and the spirit it's all memory come on y'all the surf and the spirit of the lord hovered over the spirit of the spirit of the lord hovered over the surface of the deep and god said let there be Light. And God saw that the light was. Good. Oh, come on! What what personal darkness are you going through this morning? Oh, God can say, "Let there be light in that marriage." Oh, God can say, "Let there be light in that in that healing." Come on, God said, let, "Let there be light in their finances. Let there be light in the church. Let there be light in the city of Pasadena." Oh, come on, somebody! God said, "Let there be light in their thinking. Let there be light in their in their uh, psychology." Right? God can do that in your life, and that's my prayer that God would make light of the things of uh, uh, that you're going through in your life. Amen and amen. I love the fact that it says this in Matthew chapter four, verse seventeen, in the Passion Translation. It says, "For heaven's kingdom realm is now accessible." Oh my gosh! I can just share this with you real quick. It's not in my notes at all, but how many like National Geographic? All right, I love National Geographic. I can just watch that thing. Watch the cheetahs. Watch the lions. All right, on this National Geographic, I love. I think the reality is I love to learn. I really like to learn and for me I, I saw this <laughs> I saw this one episode of the National Geographic whatever it was about uh, something about drugs all right I thought okay I, I'm going to watch this and it showed about how easily drug drugs, people were attracted to that. How easily drug pushers were able to sell drugs. And I thought, man, in my day, in my age as a preacher and as a leader of the church, in, in, my, in my church, I want to be able, there's, why is the gospel not going forth like that? Come on, somebody. Why is the darkness got to have that? All right, I want to see the church of Jesus Christ and the gospel being shared like that. Come on, somebody. Embracing the kingdom light, seeking healing, seeking hope, seeking Christ. Amen. You guys out there, it is a dawn of a new day. And I don't know about y'all, but as we're coming to the end of the year, it can be a dawn of a new day for you. What are you going through this morning? What have you been facing this morning? It could be a dawn of a new day. God can bring light to the situations that you're facing. Uh-huh. Right. Um, light reveals. Light reveals. What are, what are some darknesses and sin that maybe you're facing this morning? Maybe, maybe God wants you to embrace the love and light of his salvation and let go of some of that things that you're struggling with. I heard it said this way, that God wants you to reveal his love so that you can embrace that more than the sin that we have. Come on, some of you out there, all right? God doesn't want to expose you, but bring light. One of the things also in the context is this, is that the people, it says that the people living in darkness have seen a great light. In the context, this was Jesus preaching in Galilee, all right, in the, in the area, in the region of Galilee. Jesus Christ was a Galilean from Nazareth, all right? And we know this in context to be true because this is where Peter, John, Andrew, and James also have found Jesus. Jesus actually calls them in this land, in this region. Which is so funny because the word Galilee in Aramaic is called uh, Galila. And what this also means is uh, revelatory light. So in other words, Christ was actually teaching and performing miracles in this region called revelatory light. All right. Which is so amazing. It's so awesome. It's so great. All right. A new light has dawned. Amen. So, uh, 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 A new light has dawned. And over the series, we're going to be talking about that, all right? My notes are all over the place. I apologize, all right, for that. Two hours of sleep, amen, <laughs> all right? Uh, uh, yeah, so over the series, we're going to be talking about that. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be talking about how Jesus Christ was born, his birth narrative, what he went through for us. A new light has dawned, amen? Can I have- Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why. What- why i would love to invite you to the calling church bring a friend we will love to meet you also stay connected to our church via our website the calling church app or our social media god bless you